All right, welcome to the second episode of StayCurious.org, the podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Hakey, um, and I will be the host uh, for a little bit until we find a suitable replacement that uh, probably has a better voice than I do and a little bit more uh, you know, enthusiasm about doing this because I personally uh, am terrified of uh, this type of creativity and publication of content. But here I am, uh, no fucks to give, uh, and here we go. Without further ado, we're just going to jump into it. Um, first topic up is 2020 as a whole. Uh, what the fuck, 2020? Um, what did we do previously to get to here? And uh, what do we need to get or give to get out of this? Uh, first and foremost, though, I do want to say that this is uh, this podcast is is strictly educational sprinkled with a little bit of humor in there uh i don't adhere to left or right black or white uh red or blue uh sides of things you know the biggest thing that i'm looking into doing and creating this brand is to give you some food for thought uh ask better questions uh instead of seeking answers um and hopefully throughout the course of this project uh that's what we'll do um if you got any questions concerns one event you know, feel free to email us at the, at the website. All the contact information is there at uh, www.staycurious.org. This is a private project uh, and will remain so uh, until we find some suitable partnerships and affiliates to uh, kind of help build it out a little bit. Anyways, back to 2020, you silly fucks. First of all, for, the po- for this podcast, we're going to need to pause for a point in time, politics, pandemics, and the prevalent protests that have saturated this year. Yes, all three of these topics need to be discussed in depth with the type of thinking, dialectic thinking, that will allow both sides to kind of get a better understanding and be more informed. Uh, Without a doubt, these three topics uh, need to be discussed. But, you know, after looking at this year, I don't think anyone really is doing this uh, anymore. Uh, More importantly, like the, the act of listening uh, to get a better further understanding just isn't really happening. Um, no one is allowing new information to be brought into the discussion. So for the f- sake of this podcast, we're going to leave those three topics out. You know, this trinity of social currency topics that have been triggering emotional conversations with everyone from coworkers to family to friends. Um, it, it's been tough. Uh, I personally have gone through it. Um, and it's very overwhelming. And it's casting a lot of doubt and despondency just in my normal day you know, kind of interpersonal relationships that I have with some close friends and family. Um, no doubt, though, that the, the COVID-19 pandemic has unleashed the biggest calamity that humanity has faced so far. I mean, we're all going through perhaps the most trying circumstances of our lives right now. Even me writing this podcast and even, you know, g- gathering notes, uh, you know, trying to put an outline of this podcast, I can't help but think, I mean, is it acceptable to, to talk about anything else outside of these troubling topics or these trending tabloid headlines? I mean, I, I don't understand it, uh, but, you know, this is why I'm working on this project. Uh, or is, is this the new norm, moonwalking into Armageddon, constantly drawing lines into the sand and being offended as a sport? I mean, is that what we're coming to? Is that where we're at? You know, the one thing that I do know and that I'm hoping for and I do see as we emerge from this corona crisis, we're going to be greeted with one of the most profound errors of creative destruction ever, which, I mean, this pandemic is both accelerating and disguising. But real quick, you know, 
What is creative destruction? Wikipedia states that creative destruction is a process of industrial mutation that continuously revolutionizes the economic structure from within, incessantly destroying the old one, incessantly creating a new one. You know, plain and simple, this refers to the process in which new entities in the economy replace obsolete ones. The term refers to capitalism's ability to innovate, destroy, and then reinvent itself. In nature, winter kills off the weak, then making space for new ones to take place in the spring. Innovation in our economy creates new life forms which displace outdated ones. In other words, old firms and industries which are not profitable anymore close down. Their destruction enables other resources to move into productive processes. The term resources for this context refers to capital and labor. And the result of this creative destruction uh, has hit every fucking industry possible. No job, no K-12 through compulsory schooling, no university, no factory, no office has been spared. It doesn't matter what collar you wear, blue collar, white collar, no collar. It's impacted everybody. And this problem uh, that we are trying to address will either defeat or develop us. And how we respond moving forward, it starts with the self, you know. This, the reason this post-pandemic era will be so destructive and creative is that there's never been more people to, the a to access to these three things. These three things are basically available to everybody in a developed country right now. Uh, cheap tools for innovation, number one. Number two, access to high-powered, inexpensive computing. Number three, access to you know, cheap credit, basically virtually free money in a way. All three used together can help invent new products and services as there are so many big problems that need you know, solving and, and addressing in our society. We have health issues, global uh, you know, uh, economy issues, social, environmental, and economic. Uh, and my personal favorite is education. So again, this podcast is focusing on the education side of this crisis and this pandemic moving forward and the revolution that is, is coming from this creative destruction. You know, we're going to see some amazing things happen uh, throughout this, uh, this pandemic, kind of like closing up and, and, and stepping forward. We're going to see long-established industries uh, like institutions and universities possibly disappear. Uh, and and f without a doubt, the nature of work, workplaces, and the workforce has been transformed. Um, you know, one of the things about the creative destruction and why it's inevitable is if you look at the history of our education, um, it, it's a very drastic change from when our current education system has was uh, invented. You know, it starts with the fact that the Industrial Revolution produced a world in which there was a sharp distinction between uh, employers and employees, uh, between educators and employers, and between governments and employers and educators. You know, that was, you know, over 120 years ago. I mean, I'm sorry, maybe a little bit more. Uh, someone can go fact check that. Uh, that's not really my specialty on this, uh, this, this outcast, this podcast, if you will. Uh, so if anyone who wants to kind of correct me and I kind of nitpick, by all means, uh, give yourself something to do and holla holla. But if you look forward where we are right now in the current status of the information age, all three of these things are, are, are blurring the lines. Because of the pace of technological change, digitization and globalization, it just keeps accelerating two things, and they're happening simultaneously. Number one, the world is being knit together more tightly than ever. Yes, the globalization of goods and people have been slowed by the pandemic and politics, 
but the globalization of services has soared. I mean, it's fucking skyrocketed. The second is the half-life of skills is steadily shrinking, meaning that whatever skills you possess today are being made obsolete faster and faster. Your children, and if not you, can expect to change jobs and professions multiple times in their lifetimes, which means their career path is no longer a simple learn-to-work trajectory, but rather a work, learn, work, relearn, work, learn, work, learn process. Ultimately, all of this is, is summarizing one, one value of today. Learning is the new pension. It's how you create your future value every day. Basically, this is a learn or die opportunity for everybody. It is the goal of this project to create dialogue and help foster self-directed learning in today's ever-changing society. Now, let's look at K through 12. Today's K through 12 educators have one of the biggest challenges ever, and that is to equip young people with the curiosity and passion to be lifelong learners who feel ownership of their education. Now, that's the key word. Let's listen to this again. The key role, most critical role for K through 12 educators is to equip young people with the curiosity and passion to be lifelong learners who feel ownership of their education. Ownership is the key word right there. You know, obviously everyone still needs strong fundamentals in reading and writing and math, but in a world where you can change jobs and professions several times, the self-motivation to be a lifelong learner is paramount. This is already having a big impact on education. We think this structural shift from degrees to skills could provide uh, or could bridge the digital divide as the cost of undergraduate education has increased over 150% over the last 20 years. Before, companies and schools were producing like problem solvers, you know, the, the type of like, you know, widget producers and, and, and things of that nature. And now, uh, problem solvers are, are, are kind of not uh, being mass produced anymore. It's problem finders. Um, you know, people with diverse interests, art, literature, science, anthropology, who can identify things that people want before they even know they want them. You know, uh, Steve Jobs, he is the quintessential uh, ultimate problem finder. Uh, and yeah, there's a bunch of people out there, Steve Jobs haters and whatnot. And that's, that's, another, that's another podcast, uh, another format for you all to kind of focus on. But the fact is that, that he was one of the, the biggest uh, problem finders out there. Um, Another thing that the K through 12 education system is going to be facing is uh, creating lifelong learners and, and being it that are al allowed and looking forward to radical reskilling. And that means like being able to take a front desk hotel clerk and turn him or her into a cybersecurity technician or take an airline counter agent and turn them into a data consultant. So this goes back into the work, learn, work, learn, work, learn, um, you know, kind of situation here. And, you know, the, the, the perk of this is that if done right, it has great potential. Students are going to be able to get exposed to way new ways of innovation technologies and techniques, and company engineers and executives get exposed to what is most enduring, civics, ethics, theories of injustice, theories of justice, principles of democracy, et cetera. You know, that's, that's empowering. That's, that's how you ultimately seek within and, 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 and lead with a life of purpose, uh, lead a life of purpose, if you will. You know, the pandemic has forced universities to bring courses online, which is a great, great step. 
Um, but this is just one step along the road to a new educational paradigm. We can expect the new model that comes out of the, you know, the once COVID-19 has passed and, and, and this new model emerges, um, it, it's going to be uh, very, very interesting to see. Um, you know, going into K through 12 and blending K through 12 compulsory schooling with, uh, you know, higher education, um, you know, the, the numbers are, are staggering. And we're, we're not going to, you know, stat check here or stat throw up here uh, yet. Um, I just wanted to get this quick, quick podcast up and, br- you know, brush the dust off, if you will. So there's, there's some holes here. There's some production uh, uh, opportunities here to be better, but uh, just work with me here. But you know, how many students in primary, secondary, and tertiary schoolings are no longer able to physically go to school? And more importantly, how many s- are scared to go to school due to the coronavirus? You know, th- questions like this um, create a, a, a huge impact, um, you know, for both parents and teachers. Um, the impact has been dramatic and super transformative as educators scramble to put in place workable short-term solutions for remote teaching and learning particularly in emerging markets where students and schools faced additional challenges relating to, you know, financing and available infrastructure. Well, you know, while each of these level of education challenges uh, is unique, the higher education segment uh, is typically looked at as, um, you know, triggering the learning revolution. Universities are distinctive in their students that are both old enough and handle the rigors of online work and technologically savvy enough to navigate new platform. The real challenges lies for the institutions which they have enrolled. You know, the question is, one of the major questions is, can traditional campus-based universities adapt by choosing the right technologies and approaches for educating and engaging their students? The successes and failures that unfold should give us a better grasp of what is possible. You know, since this pandemic has happened, video conference apps like Zoom and WebEx are throwing universities a lifeline, which is great, which is absolutely wonderful. It is a step. It is a Band-Aid moving forward. However, lecturers are still struggling to maintain the same t- depth of engagement with students that they could have in a classroom setting. There needs to be solutions, and they need to come fast to avoid a dip in the quality of education that, are, that they are providing. Online platforms such as Coursera may provide a useful role by tapping their expertise in, you know, like online program design, the choice of the tech platform, marketing to develop the best content with their traditional players. However, the real issue is this. While the online segment still compromises a small fraction of the $2.2 trillion global higher market education, higher education market, that's less than 2% according to uh, uh, an education intelligence firm out there, uh, Holen IQ, I guess. Uh, So in short, the market is ripe for destruction. And this is where that creative destruction uh, is potentially going to help uh, drastically get our, you know, education system reformed, revolutionized, and moving forward. Um, But again, this comes back down to the students. Uh, the, the appetite from students for online offering will likely grow because of the COVID-19. Even before the pandemic, many universities were seeing declines in enrollment for campus-based programs and parallel increases in their online courses. With COVID-19, we are seeing how yesterday's disruptors can beca- become today's lifeguards. 
While traditional fucking a, here we go again. Let's try this again, mushmouth. While traditional institutions once viewed online education as a threat, it has ultimately come to their rescue. The adaption of online solution in recent months has been unprecedented. In the short term, though, educators are applying a first aid solution by switching entirely from in-person to remote instruction, a move that has been forced upon by them suddenly uh, and from mandatory campus closures. And this is, you know, this is a a result of the pandemic. We did not see this coming, so we were not prepared. That's, That's fair. But throughout this process, they are quickly realizing that remote learning is just a baby step experiment in the long journey to offering online education that has been conceived as such, which includes effective student engagement tools, teacher training, some of the, you know, establishing partnerships uh, between universities and online education companies and tech providers, you know, need to continue beyond the pandemic. As painful as stressful in time as this is, it may fashion a long overdue and welcome rebirth of our education systems. The pandemic has been a great leveler in a way, giving all stakeholders, parents, educators, learners, policymakers, society at large in developed and developing countries a better understanding of our current education systems and vulnerabilities and shortcomings. It has underscored how indispensable it is for our populations to be digitally literate to function in progress in a world in which social distancing, greater greater digitalization of services, and more digitally centered communications may increasingly become the norm. More fundamentally though, COVID-19 is causing us to challenge deep-rooted notions. When, where, and how we deliver education. Number two, the role of colleges and universities. Number three, the importance, and this should be fucking number one, the importance of lifelong learning. And number four, the distinction we draw between traditional and non-traditional learners. Now, this is where some people might have a little bit more kind of skin in the game in terms of traditional versus non-traditional learners. And we're not we're not here to kind of pick sides. But, you know, this pandemic has provided. Has made people realize how dependent we are on so-called low skilled workers to keep our lives going. And that's another conversation, low skilled versus high skilled. But this goes back to the beginning of the conversation that we, you know, I'm starting here uh, of skills. It's not a question about certifications anymore. It's skills. Um, During the shutdowns, lockdowns and curfews, it's these low skilled workers who are on the front lines working multiple shifts to maintain delivery and to take care of our basic needs. Over time, yes, automation will continue to eat into these jobs. And yes, there will be always services provided by low-skilled workers, but most new jobs will require higher skills level. Being able to reskill and upskill in this rapidly changing world is not only a necessity, but it's an economic imperative. COVID-19, fuck you. Fuck, 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 fuck you. And apologies for the the F-bombs. I'm normally uh, not that colorful in my language, ladies and gentlemen. But COVID-19 has struck our education system like a lightning bolt, and it's shaken it to its core. Just as the first industrial revolution forged today's systems of education, we can expect a different kind of education model to emerge from COVID-19. And we don't know what that is. We don't know how it's going to end up. But it's, it's coming. And if you don't think, if you think education, and again, tabling, protest, politics, and uh, the pandemic 
primarily like put those three things to the side you know the focus of this purpose you know this podcast is education self-directed learning you becoming a better person and just informing yourself the tools and information are out there how you do it is, is totally up to you but lifelong learning is the goal here so again you know COVID-19 it's here uh, we don't know how long it's going to come in uh, and, and stay, but regardless, uh, the education system is, is, is going to be changing. Um, and unless you take part of it, you know, unless you take ownership of it, you know, ownership of your education, it's, it's going to be difficult for anybody. Um, you know, and just to kind of wrap it up here for this quick, quick little podcast, apologies for any mush mouthing, uh, adult language, uh, for any young listeners out there that is, that's hopefully not uh, how the style of uh, podcasting is going to go. Um, this is a rudimentary podcast. Uh, we're just uh, we're based in Cleveland, Ohio, fresh uh, fresh uh, to Cleveland from uh, San Diego. So this is a major change. Um, and it, myself personally, you know, this pandemic has really, really uh, challenged me to you know kind of look at to see what's next. You know, not just a life of purpose, but a, a life of, of of thriving and surviving. Um, and, you know, to wrap up, you know, this the purpose of this brand, you know, I- is to promote education and an understanding of self and society through fostering of curiosity and creativity by using a brand that leverages such with social media and technology. You know, I'm, I don't know. There, that, that, that's a lawyer, lawyer's take on what this is. Um, you know, in short, in the layman's version, the purpose of this passion project turned entrepreneurial adventure is to focus on the creative destruction of, of the tools for education and to create a source uh, where, you know, using today's technology that inspires you, that you don't look at education as a carrot and reward system. And this is going to come in to other podcasts discussing, you know, compulsory schooling and how bad K through 12 compulsory schooling is modeled after a prison uh, and other other you know kind of drawbacks of today's education. You know, think of this project moving forward as kind of like Live Strong. I think we all remember that. You know, it's still it's still around. Uh, we're in you know Live Strong was there to kind of create uh, cancer awareness and support cancer research. Uh, Stay Curious is, is similarly modeled. Um, but instead of curing cancer, we're going to try to cure uh, quarantine boredom and inspire self-directed learning. Uh, the difference between uh, Live Strong and, and Stay Curious, uh, number one, in terms of the spokesman for Stay Curious, I do not write a 10-speed. Uh, I am not uh, a doping uh, type of person uh, in times, terms of becoming better at exercise. And... Uh, it's just me, one person. I don't have a, uh, a team or a community yet of uh, people supporting me. So it's going to be interesting to see what we do moving forward here. Again, this is a work in progress. Uh, I, I hope this mushed mouth episode two of Stay Curious was enjoyable. I hope that you can hear this. Uh, I don't have a lot of audio support yet, engineering support. So, you know, Get used to it, at least for now, until I uh, become a better engineer, uh, audio engineer. Um, that's it. Enjoy it. Uh, I will post a couple articles along with this you know, podcast where I got my info. And if you have any questions, comments, feel free. I mean, Instagram is at staycurious.org. 
email is info at staycurious.org or just go to the website, www.staycurious.org. Contact information is there. Very, very simple to get a hold of us here uh, or me. Um, and that's it. Thank you for listening. And I hopefully we'll get episode three up uh, sooner than never. Uh, well, at least uh, in a few few days. Take care. <laughs>